Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers, a music podcast where a group of friends share music with each other, one album at a time. I'm Peter Ravy, man with no plan. Here with me is my team, my squad, my crew. We've got Brett. Lemonade was a popular drink, and it still is. Yeah. We've got Drew. Have you guys ever seen the music video for Instant Crush by Daft Punk? It's really fucking weird. And we've got, I mean, uh, Patrick. Uh, Just take some of that lemonade, pour it on my bourbon, and we'll have a party. Uh, uh, Patrick is uh, joining us. If you're watching the the video version, he's joining us uh, by way of a picture of Alex Navarro doing Headward 40 hands because his webcam broke (laughs) Yep, so already ordered is. a new one. Yes. Uh, Finally gave up the ghost, you piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about music. Uh, we're talking about an album. Uh, that album is provided by Brett. Brett, what have you brought forth for the group today? What I brought of was uh, an album that's kind of different than my than what I normally bring. Uh, I don't normally bring albums to have any of the people in this band. I brought uh, the, the the hit album Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. The um, U is important. It means we aren't in America anymore. Yes. It's, it's, it's the right well, way Except to for the it. members that were American. Well, yeah, well there, were, there were add-ons. There were DLC. <laughs> yes. They were DLC they characters. Were. God damn it. Uh, day, not day one. Yeah, no, not day one. Uh, yeah, let's talk about some expectations. Uh, Drew, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Well, I'm I'm fairly familiar with Fleetwood Mac. It's a band that a lot of people may know. Um, they're a band of note. It's a band that I know a lot of songs from them, but I never put them together into like, okay, these are from this album or these are from that album. I knew this was the album that was sort of in the middle of all the turmoil. Come to find out most of the songs I know might have might have been what we listened to this week. Yeah, there's a reason why I did that, Drew. Um, little underhanded throw there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the softest soft toss down the middle that I could have ever done. It's like this is on people's list of greatest. This ever. is this is T ball. Yeah. yeah. Uh Patrick. What expectations did you have coming into this album? So somehow conveniently and by total coincidence, <laughs> I just uh listened to Stevie Nick's new biography a couple of weeks ago. Uh so I, I was already kind of in a vaguely Fleetwood Mackey mood and i am now more familiar than i ever needed to be with the drama and turmoil that uh surrounded this record and frankly most of fleetwood max buckingham nicks era albums uh but yeah i i mean here's here's a spoiler alert if i think if you're over the age of like 26 or you ever listened to radio is in the <sighs> early 90s you know 50 percent of this record without knowing you know it because there's some there's some uh, hits on this one. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 to say the least, sixty percent of this damn record. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Brett, how would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes elements? Well, because I there 
I'm going to talk about the music mainly because, you know, the story behind the music is deep and well covered by, you know, skilled documentarians and and literally uh, behind the music. Yeah, uh, it, it's there are better places to find that information. Let's just say it's fucked up. Uh, like it's a it's a feat that this got recorded at all. Um, but this is this is either one of the the most meticulously crafted albums or it's like it's just an album with so much quality that it is so noticeable. Like I, I don't know if the, the time, cause I wasn't there when this came out. Uh, sorry. But uh, like, you know, th- this is an album that you can tell the care and the effort that is put into this album. I believe Dave Grohl tried to like, he bought all the pieces to the recording studio that this album was recorded in. It was and, the previous album. Oh, they recorded the self titled at uh, sound city. This was recorded elsewhere. Okay. Again, I just read the book. That's the only reason I knew that. Which is why I, I, I want to do the music because the production part I don't know as much. Um, a big th- part of this album and what really the you know with the Stevie Nicks addition to the band uh, harmonies, they're like they're second to none. Like it's it also is very unique because of like there's nobody that sings like Stevie Nicks. It's like it's a, a voice that I'm surprised was was popular. It's it doesn't go a lot of places. It hits the right notes in weird ways, um, but uh, you know it's 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 very very unique to hear a woman's voice in popular music in the seventies um, that sounded like that, and still to this day, there's no like there's a bunch of people that try go to karaoke night anywhere you'll you'll hear some people trying to do it, but um, the vocal harmonies are very very also difficult and like well timed. I I, I I was very impressed as a guy who like you know I my favorite music doesn't have vocals. Um, the drums and percussion are like always present, but they're never in your face. Um, it's not what you would call musical gymnastics, uh, but it's there and it's important. Like a lot of, a lot of things in this song, in the songs that I'm going to cover, there are things that are not necessarily up front in your face for the whole time because it's a, they're going to put the vocals in, in the front, but there are other pieces that are crucial, such as the bass. The bass is very simple and efficient, uh, but it's still able to bring one of the most memorable bass lines in 70s rock music. Um, There's also a lot of mix uh, of acoustic and electric guitar at the same time, doing very different things in different ways together. That is very noteworthy from the finger style, like capo folk to like some heavy overdrive. Like it's 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 dead on. Um, And also there's really good use of keys. Uh, It fills the sound up. Uh, there's, you know, Fender Rhodes being used. There's like, it, it's a really good of the era. Like there's piano, there's the electric piano, there's key, there, there's organ. Um, it's, it's, there's so many things going on and I'm just really breaking the surface of what the album does. Um, but those are the things I, I came to the musicianship, like nobody is standing out in front of the others. It's just this big mishmash of people that are meticulous in their craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, how would you describe this album musically? This album is, like Brett said, it's one of the great albums, period. Like, there's no question about it. Um, the thing about Fleetwood Mac in general and the reason why they get the love that they get is because the music is so stand out. Brett's right. Um, yeah, there's, there's the drama in the band and there's all that sort of stuff. But like, if the music wasn't good, like they would just 
kind of be pushed aside, right? Um, the album itself, as far as like how it's pieced together, if you look who gets writing credits on each song, it's really, really crazy um, that the album itself sounds as cohesive as it does because everybody gets a writing credit depending on which song and stuff like that. We'll get into certain songs that like shouldn't sound as good as they do and yet do. Um, it all sort of opens up to sort of give credit to sort of the professionalism of the band in general to be able to like, yo, we hate each other, but we're still going to do this because we know we can make something awesome together. Um, and it works. Um, Stevie Nicks, again, is one of the most unique voices in music um, in general. It's something that necessarily shouldn't work if you like isolate her vocals. It wouldn't probably be the greatest thing on its own. But the way that she melds into the music that they're making, I think, is really great. Um, Buckingham's just a great writer, like all in all. So all of his songs are really stand out. Um, the like McVie, like the the bass in this record is so great. Uh, <laughs> it's just awesome. Um, that there's not really any like you go into an album looking to like poke holes or bring things out or like you want to highlight something specific or detract from something and like something I'm say like, Oh, well this was bad, but all this stuff is great and stuff like that. Like you can pick anything you want about this album and it's going to be good. Like it's like everything about it is so perfectly crafted to what Fleetwood Fleetwood Mac sort of is. It's got bits of blues. It's got bits of pop, but it's all this very like, almost heaped in I wouldn't say heaped in psychedelia but it's got a twinge of that in places it's it's all over the place in sort of like a mess but not like it's it's weird but it in it's a great it's one of the best records ever made like that's and if you know what Fleetwood Mac sounds like, it's a lot of that. And it's good for it. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a lot a good old heaping helping of Fleetwood Mac. Uh, Patrick, wh- how would you describe this album musically? Uh, you, got, you got three songwriters in the band, all of whom do different things, all of whom sing okay. and do, do yeah, a lot of cocaine. This album was made by cocaine, but uh, like the vocal harmonies are kind of unbelievable, especially considering the day and age we live in and how how many people can't sing good. Although, you know, that's not everyone, but there are a lot of people who are not great singers who make a career now. And this is a band full of people who could fucking belt it out perfectly and uh and harmonize like in really really beautiful interesting ways uh musically like it's it's 70s rock music it doesn't reinvent the wheel but it it does it 
you know, exceptionally well. I mean, you get parts where it is, you know, Fleetwood Mac started out as a blues band and you, you get some stuff that's super bluesy, but also you get like that sort of modern seventies, you know, sing along radio friendly rock and roll. And it works really, really well. As Drew said, this is like one of those all time great records. It's the softest of softballs, but it, it's also like my, like my experience of this, like listening to this was, Oh my God, why don't I listen to more Fleetwood Mac? Like that. It made me think like, literally I was listening to this and when I'd get through this, I'd go flip on the album before it. Cause I needed more, but I wanted different more. And it's it's that good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's just so much good happening, so much quality musicianship happening in, in all the different songs. Uh, and the switching off of the songwriters does great for me. It make for a great diversity. Uh, and uh, it's just a nice little mix. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about some of the key tracks. So, so Brett. Uh, as we kind of switch off between these songwriters, let's talk about some of the key tracks to zero in on. What, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, uh, this this album opens up great. Uh, secondhand news is is it, it not just because it brings scat, which is a thing that we don't have enough of in this. Well, not we have a lot of scat, but that's different kind. Um, but uh, the, the, the yes, uh, the Scatman Crothers. Uh, Maybe he's I should. Gonna, he's going to find me in the in the hotel. That's, but uh, the harmonics being played on the guitar with the thwack a thwack a thwack a thwack of like muted bass is great. Um, it's a great introduction of the of how like in the rest of the song you're going to have the harmonies. Uh, it's 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 better than it should be because they have the harmonies. Um, and okay, the chain. I I, I don't want to bring all like radio hits, but like this is probably one of the finest. Not the best, the finest songs ever written. Uh, the twangy acoustic paired with an overdrive guitar. The bass is fantastic. It shines, bringing one of the like most recognizable and simple bass lines that like everybody knows. Uh, those like four or five notes. Um, you know, it's it's and you know, it, it's a it's a song that like every other song on this. You can tell somebody wrote this because uh, they lived it. Um, there, there's a genuine. Uh, feeling to uh all of these songs and i love the fact that like people performing in the band are the targets of the song it's it's great um uh i don't want to know is is a more folk styled song but man the bass work was great uh you know the 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 vocals also stand out but the 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 harmonies like along with the folky nature of it is it's it sounds like it's a leftover from the decade before and then finally, Gold Dust Woman, a song that's been butchered on many a karaoke night and or by Courtney Love. Um, it's it's sort of lost some of its punch because so many people it's a go to song for so many people. And that's a shame because there are, so, there are not a whole lot of songs that are so adversarial in the way of this song. It's like this ain't Jolene, but <laughs> like, like it's it's this is a very like brutal song. Uh, and uh, it, it's it, it, and you know it's 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 well made it's obviously a song that's going to outlive all of the people that made it yeah. <laughs> uh drew what would be some of the key tracks for you well i have to bring up dreams um 
it's one of to me the most memorable like female vocal performances like on a single song um it's it is nicks at the height nicks like it is what it Patrick is Patrick Ewing yeah the it, it's the the best New York Knickerbockers uh, performance is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a it it feels like a cold envelope in your hand. Um, <laughs> deep cuts. Uh, go your own way. Um, is easily probably my favorite Fleetwood Mac song. I'm a sucker. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, um the Look, the band's name is Fleetwood Mac. The rhythm section's pretty good. Um, and then the chain, the thickness of it is amazing to me. Um, this is the song I handed that because, like, one, there's some Dobro in it. Um, which is Do- weird. Dobro, Dobro, Dobro. That would be a square neck resonator for you at home. Oh, but also like it all connects together in a great way, which is weird when you consider like the story behind the song is like literally it's like all the other members of the band were writing other music that never made it anywhere else. So they just chopped it all together and made this Um, and it works really well. Um, It shouldn't, but yet it's like a rock and roll classic and it's just. It's the chain, man. Like, a, a lot of my review of this album was like, come on, man. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about one song from each of the primary songwriters because I think we can. Uh, Don't Stop, which is a Christine McVie song, <sighs> uh, keyboard player and second female vocalist or first female vocalist she was in the band first so i think she gets that uh like yes it's a hit but how do you not talk about how great that song is it just it you know it's got a little drum shuffle going on the uh the vocals are really great you get going back and forth between christine and Lindsay. Lindsay's got a really great voice when he's sort of belting it out and uh it you know it's it's very piano driven with guitar just sort of adding adding a little color and texture on top and it's such a good song and as someone who mostly likes the emo music that's a very unemo song and and I still like it anyway uh go your own way a Lindsay Buckingham classic uh it, it is this song is the album in song form like at least all the drama around the album you know being mad at your girlfriend for sleeping with the drummer even though she didn't but you're convinced she did uh that drama but like the vocal harmonies are unbelievable on that like i i almost want to go dig up like isolated vocal tracks of go your own way because i bet they sound amazing uh there's some really good bass work on it the drums are are like exactly what they need to be like mick fleetwood is a he he does the Ringo thing in that you never really think about what he's doing, except he's really good at what he does in a way I don't ever feel like Ringo was. Like he doesn't do anything, you know. We're here at like a time when when you had some drummers doing some gymnastics. I mean, this is you know 
at the same time, you've got John Bonham being John Bonham and Keith Moon still alive and like guys who did wild shit. Mick Fleetwood was a little more laid back, but still a really, really good player. And then uh, Gold Dust Woman, because I want to do a Stevie Nicks song. And this one is like super Stevie Nicks doing her kind of hippie witch thing. Um, it's just a really nice song. And um, the vocals are just really nice. And I have, I have a newfound appreciation for Stevie Nicks' voice. It is not, she's not doing the vocal gymnastics. She's not waving her arm in the air. She's just kind of this... It's slightly haunting, slightly raspy, but like really, really well, uh, well positioned. And then I could talk about every song, but the chain for the vocals alone, the vocals on the chain are fucking unbelievable. It's just a dumb, really simple blues song, but the vocals are holy crap. Uh, and yeah, yeah. you could talk about literally every other song and they're also good, but I'll leave it there. I have to agree with uh, Goldust Woman. Uh, also, uh, I want to shout out to Oh Daddy. Uh, mainly want to want to question uh, the the appropriation of daddy culture there. You know that that, that Christine McVie was way ahead in like the nineteen uh, <laughs> the nineteen seventies on daddy yeah. culture. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just I, it, this cultural appropriation. I just I just can't uh, I can't I don't hold with it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's bring it back around the horn. And talk about some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusion on this album as a whole? Uh, this is an album where, like I said, you've probably heard most of it before. Um, if we're being really honest about it, like the again, a lot of these songs have made it onto radio, and for good reason. Um, there are sometimes where radio hits are just like throwaway radio hits and there are times when like the things that would get pushed on the radio um are things that are really fucking good um and that's a lot of this album like i said i think i said it drop like 60 to 70 percent of this record is things you've probably heard in one way or another before and it's for good reason um you deserve to listen to the whole thing front to back because sort of hearing it as it sort of was um, and taking into account like how it was made and that is just something to it makes it really obvious when you listen to it from back to front like all the things and you look at like oh so they wrote this song so like obviously that oh okay and like connecting those dots is really really cool and it's just a great album it's just a fun album to listen <laughs> to like why would you not listen to this yeah uh patrick what would, what would be your conclusion on this album as a whole? Um, this is this is a perfect record. Like, there's there's not a bad song on it. There are, like, there's like half these songs still get radio airplay now because they're that good and they're that timeless. Uh, go listen to more Fleetwood Mac. Like, at least this era of it. I'm not as familiar with the early stuff or the later stuff, but self-titled this tusk to some extent although it's kind of a long meandering record like the sort of like mid 70s buckingham nicks era fleetwood mac is such a good band and uh yeah this is uh this doesn't even have my favorite two fleetwood mac songs and it's <laughs> still perfect yeah. like it's that's how good it is is like this is an album that leaves off some of my favorite stuff and it's still 
you know, I can't fault it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is just a fantastic record. You can't find much fault, if any, uh, on it. Uh, musically or even enjoyability-wise, <laughs> uh, it's just a fun record to listen to, to just put in your car and drive to and like uh to to just have on uh and then in the background or to just listen to listen to and like explore uh spiritually even uh you know it, it's just a fantastic record overall uh brett how, what would be your conclusion on this album well, I, I assume, because I have a sample size of one, our, our audience is younger than us, and even we're kind of too young to have, you know, felt the wave of this album. Like, yeah, they had their their 90s comeback thing that they did. Uh, but uh, this is an album that a lot of people probably haven't sat down and listened to. Um, and just because it's, you know, it, it's everywhere and it's it's been played to death, doesn't mean that there's not things that if you put put your headphones on and actually listen to the music that you can't pull something out of. And uh, while I was on the road back from from California, Radomir put this album on and played the crap out of it. And I, I as a jaded old man, was like, wow, I'm, I'm more impressed by this than I thought I was. So, you know, if you haven't, also why? Why would you get this far into the album and the, into the show and not have listened to the album? But also... It's it's a, it's a great album. Like take it from people that are better at reviewing stuff than us. I mean, this is a good album. Um, so make it part of your knowledge base. Uh, it's it's good homework. Yeah, and uh, you'll enjoy doing this homework. Uh, yeah, it's a real upbeat. Everybody's happy in it. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, well, you know, they're, it's they're one of up. the happiest albums of all time. They're they're up at least. <laughs> I don't know about happy, but at least they're up. Yeah. Uh, all the girls standing in line for the bathroom. Uh, yeah. Let's bring it back. Bring it into our main event of the evening. Now we've got. Hey, the horn can come out things. again. We we can we can get around that horn <laughs> second time. Um, bring it to our high crew reviews. What the moment y'all been waiting for? Bring it, you know, sum it all up in a poetic form. Let's bring it down, town. Let's bring it down. Uh, let's get it started. Drew, what is your haiku? Suffering for art, a very easy album. I need a fifth line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrick Norton, furlongs of the devil's dandruff. Yeah. Patrick, what is your haiku? This is perfection. Now I must listen to more. Exceeds its own hype. Yeah. Uh, of course, I've got my haiku. Uh, a musical gem that was born of great conflict and musicianship. Uh, and Brett, what is your haiku? Highly regarded. A shock this ever got made. Worth a listen, kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so of course, go. You can go ahead and go your own way and listen to uh, to this record on our Spotify playlist. Uh, play Record Breakers, the home game. We link it in the show notes of every episode. 
even in the ones that get to some of those uh, podcatchers uh, and whatnot. So you can just click that link and follow, you know, follow that playlist, you know, and listen along with us. Uh, on that Spotify playlist will be next week's record, and that will be provided by Drew. Drew, what do you got for us next week? Well, I got sort of pushed, maybe uh, asked to bring another ska record. Uh, somebody wanted a little bit of ska, so I'm going to go with a little bit of uh, ska, rock, steady-ish, dubby uh, goodness from Manhattan. A little band called The Slackers and their 1997 album, Red Light. Yeah. Um, so of course you can, of course, check it out on our Spotify playlist, play the record breakers home game, but that will be next week. And this is this week. That brings us to the end of another episode of record breakers. You can of course find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the swagger. Brett is at Hey, Reverend H I B B I T Y B I B B A R D. Drew is at X for X. I'm at PD rave. The show is for record breakers. That's the number four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com, recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com, rebelli.net for this and other shows, rebelli TV on places including YouTube. Uh, check us out, like, share, subscribe, do all the things. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>